Dear Aunt Flo is a podcast about bad periods, and I'm your host, Elisa Michelle. Every month, we'll dive deep into my own vagina monologues as I discuss my journey with endometriosis and share stories that we wish someone would have warned us about sooner. I am your new period BFF, so let's get comfortable speaking about our cycles. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Aunt Flo. Last episode, we started talking about my journey with endometriosis. Um, and I forgot to mention a couple things, um, so I'm going to highlight that in this episode and just give a little more detail about what I'm currently experiencing. Um, but first, you know what we got to start with, a letter to Dear Aunt Flo. So, Dear Aunt Flo, I wonder what life would be like if people listened when I told them about you the first time. Would you feel seen and maybe stopped acting out so much? This new news Got me a little shook, not going to lie. So I hope that you're kind to me as we navigate things together. Sincerely fed up, Elisa Michelle. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Uh, First, I want to circle back to those things that I forgot to highlight. Um, I mentioned that I had a surgery from an ultrasound where they found one polyp. Well, in that surgery, uh, they actually took out six. Um, So that's just to say that sometimes uh, these tests and screenings don't catch it all. Um, And they don't know until they go in and see the situation for themselves. So yeah, I got, I had six polyps removed um, from my uterus, not one. And that was what was causing all the excessive bleeding. And yeah, thank God for that. Um, it's funny because you go in for your like pap smear and your like annual checkup and you're telling these doctors like, yeah, like, I'm experiencing all this like inflammation and bloating and it feels like there's something like sitting on top of my uterus. At least that's what I do. I go into as much detail as I can now because every detail counts. Um, so I'm telling them this and they're like, oh, really? Okay. And they jot it down in their little notepad and then they say, okay, I'm just going to take my two fingers and I'm just going to stick it in there and move it around. If you feel uncomfortable, let me know. And they go in and they move it around. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't feel anything out of place or out of order. So uh, you're, you're fine. You're good. You're healthy. Get dressed and I'll see you out there. And I'm like, hello? Like maybe we should dig a little deeper, you know? Find out something from a screening or a test or, you know, an MRI. Oh, more on that later. Uh, anyway, make it make sense, y'all. I just, I, I really, like, cannot stress enough to advocate for yourself because it's wild out here in these doctor streets. Okay, so let's get back into the rest of my story. Um, I wanted to circle back on birth control. I I took it for about a year and a half because I didn't stop until about 2021. I started in 2020 
and I stopped like mid 2021 and I stopped because I felt that it was causing a lot of issues with my digestive system. It was affecting my libido. It was affecting my attitude. And most importantly, it was affecting my mental health. Like I could see a clear difference. It was like night and day. I will never forget. Like I, for like a month, I just did not want to get out of bed I didn't want to start the day I didn't want to move I didn't want to like just be active and around people I um and now I am an introvert but this was like a level that I it was dark and I didn't I did not like it and I was like I've never felt like this before, and it has to be all of these hormones that are going into my body causing me to feel this way because there's just no way that like a month ago I was okay, and now all of a sudden I'm just like a shell of a person. So I was like, at that point, I was like, nope. I can't do this anymore, so um, I cut the birth control off. I finished that pack, and I was like, we out, we done. And then my period was like, oh, she back. (laughs) Welcome. And yeah, and then it took a while, actually, for my body to kind of reset itself. Um, But, oh, thank God that's done. Um, I was also at the time trying a lot of new supplements. I've tried my happy flow. I was taking Vitex, uh, on the suggestions of other people. Um, but none of those things really worked for me. Um, ultimately during my cycle, because the pain was so intense, I was having to take like loads of ibuprofen and Tylenol. Like I would go through bottles every other month because I was every four hours knocking him back like because the pain was so intense the inflammation was so intense and if I didn't keep it up every four hours it would hit me so hard that it would take hours for any type of pain medication to kick in and start working and so if I didn't stay on top of it I was down and out it was that bad and I was like this can't be healthy taking all of these pills for like a week straight and going through bottles every other cycle like that's that's a lot of freaking stuff in your system and I felt like it was also messing with my digestive system and my stomach and I was like nope but luckily um, I had a, a new doctor and she suggested that I try naproxen um, which is like a I think it's like an, uh, a heavy-duty Advil. Don't quote me on that. I forget. I can look at the bottle and find out because it says it on the bottle. But um, I was taking, I started taking naproxen, so that knocked me down to like one to two pills a day during my cycle. And that was top-notch because I, I would take it and it would, it would take like almost two hours to kick in, but it lasted for like eight hours. And so I could get through a day much better than I could off of the thousands of pills I was taking before. Um, So yeah, I 
I no longer take naproxen, and that's only because I felt like it was messing up my stomach lining too. And I wasn't even taking that much, so I don't, I don't understand how cramping works. But my my pelvis was always on fire, and I don't know if it was the naproxen or if it was just so much contractual things happening in there that my stomach was just overworked and tired and sore. Um, but it was like painful to the touch. So I was like, no mas. <laughs> we have to find other healthier, natural ways to cope with this because I feel like I am being more detrimental to my body than I want to be. Um, so I embarked on a juicing cleanse. Uh, this was the end of 2022. Uh, the last week of December, I was like, I'm going to do a seven day juice cleanse and it's going to reset my body, reset my gut health. And we're just going to go into 2023, like just new and on fire. Like, oh, I was so excited. And I did the juice cleanse and I ended up going through the month of January. So I did the last week of December and then I was like, we're going to keep this going. And I went all the way through January as well. Um, but I also, within January, I started incorporating um, raw fruits and veggies and some like nuts and greens, which I was, I read later that I probably should not have done that, uh, the nuts and greens, but, um, but whatever it happened <laughs> so um i think the only thing that got me through that month was god because literally you're just juicing you're just drinking juice and it's full of fruits and veggies and great stuff but ultimately you're not getting everything that you probably need um but he was sustaining me because i still had energy um, I was still pretty like clear headed. Um, I wasn't like starving, so I didn't feel hungry all the time. Um, and yeah, I, I got through that that month. But I also, again, started incorporating like the raw fruits and veggies and smoothies. Um, and I was still working. I'm planning a wedding and just like, you know, trying to survive. Uh, so yeah, um, one good thing I did notice from that was that my cycle came that February and it was like tolerable. And this is like, listen, come here. When I tell you that my cycle is pure hell every month for it to be tolerable is like, a dream <laughs> it's like oh, I could breathe um, I could do stuff like it was my birthday month and it came like my birthday week which it always does which it's probably going to do next month um, or this month um, actually when you guys hear this it'll be past my birthday so I'll I will give like maybe a bonus update on a bonus episode on uh how my cycle was this month but anyway um yeah I it was like a good cycle like a good week and I was 
I was like, oh, maybe this juicing thing works. But ultimately, it wasn't sustainable for me, uh, only because, one, hella expensive to buy produce every single week. Because really, you're pretty much shopping either twice a week or once a week at the minimum. Um, Because you buy all this produce and it makes like three jars of juice. (laughs) So, And you have to drink those three jars in a day or at least two if you're really doing it I was like digging it down to like one jar a day and it's only like a 32 ounce jar so it's not a lot so I was losing a lot of weight and I'm already pretty small framed um so it just wasn't uh sustainable for me and the results so uh more TMI but uh, and I think it was the smooth. I don't know if it was the juice. I think it was the smoothies, but they gave me the most horrendous gas I've ever experienced in my life. And I couldn't take it. Like I was literally, I would have a smoothie and it would be so good. Oh my goodness. My smoothies were so good. Um, <laughs> but it gave me the worst gas and it's like I'm eating all of these good things all of these fruits and vegetables and like just good stuff like really good gut healthy things and then just like releasing the most foul (laughs) the most foul gas I I just it's so embarrassing to even talk about but it's more embarrassing to live through Um, so I would just have to like keep my distance around the house, like around if I was out in public or at work, like I, it was like almost inescapable and it didn't matter what I did. It's just anytime I had gas, it was like bad. And the refeeding process was trash. Like trying to incorporate food back into your diet just like messes your digestive system up all over again. So like you have to take juicing and cleanses with like a grain of salt because they're not always the best idea or the best course of action for you. So keep that in mind. Do your research when looking up juices and cleanses. Um, But I do think juicing is a really good thing for you to have in addition to your food, normal food diet. Uh, So yeah, just keep that in mind. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, And then last year, I kicked it up a notch. I tried acupuncture. Well... I had been trying acupuncture, but the place that I was going to was, it was bad. It was like really cold and like dark and dreary inside and I didn't like it. Um, So I stopped, but I started back up again last year, 2023. And um, my cousin referred me to a place that was like around the corner from my apartment. Um, And I really liked the guy and he had like, this nice little studio space and he gave me like lessons on um like Chinese herbs and he talked about my spleen chi and how it was off um because I was like fatigued and um 
my tongue was white and I had bite marks on the sides of my tongue because my tongue was so expanded um, because my spleen chi was off. Um, so your spleen plays a huge role in like your vitality and clearly mine was struggling. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I was doing acupuncture for like eight months and I don't know if it was really helping my cycle, um, but it was nice to have like a little self-care day for myself and uh, I only stopped because it was getting way too expensive and it wasn't under my insurance. So I had to cut ties with that, unfortunately. But I hope to get back into it. Uh, I just need to find something that's under my insurance. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, I started exercising uh, on a semi-daily basis. Um, and that really kind of helped with just getting my body moving and not so sedentary. Like I sit a lot for what I do. I'm an illustrator. So when I'm drawing, I'm sitting or I'm, I'm on my computer, like designing something. I'm sitting, um, at work, I'll be sitting. Like I was just always sitting. And so I was like, I need to move. Plus I was getting married and I was like, I want to be able to like, you know, look good in my dress and be toned and I had goals of getting thick okay but in order to get thick you got to eat so I had to I had to do better um which I'm still working on that um so yeah and then of course the cramping and the pain and the butt cramping oh got worse uh and it's still to this day the the thing that I dread the most every month are butt cramps is butt cramps whatever grammar police um so anyway today in the year of our lord 2024 uh i had an mri done earlier this month and i'm gonna drink some tea because Okay, that's better. So I had an MRI done earlier this month as a result of an ultrasound that I had last year, the end of last year. And basically, I had endometriosis all over my uterus. Um, I have cysts on my ovary. I have fibroids. And to top it all off, like you guys know, I've been talking about my digestive issues um, well, that's because the scar tissue that is building up inside of my body right now has tethered itself to my rectum. So I have a retroverted uterus, which means my uterus is tilted backwards. And so as a result, all of this scar tissue that is being built up um, from you know, my painful cycles, my blood, the endometriosis, which is growing outside and everywhere in between of where it's supposed to be, has now connected to my rectum. And that is causing all of my digestive issues. I don't know what caused it. I was given no explanation as to what caused this. Um, but I am pissed because I feel that had someone listened to me tell them about all of the things that I was feeling, how things feel like they're sitting on my 
uterus or how I have to like, you know, like push myself to use the bathroom, how much constipation I went through, how, you know, all of these different symptoms, they add up to things. And to think that nobody suggested to get this girl an MRI to get checked out, all they wanted to do was stick their two little fingers up inside my vagina, move it around and tell me that nothing was wrong without digging deeper into the root of the cause. Ugh. Like, I just think if I had the MRI sooner, like a year or two ago, like all of this could have been avoided. And like now I'm in this situation where I'm faced with at least from the one opinion that I got from a doctor, I am faced with this um, have a bunch of kids now um, before it's too late or before you have trouble having kids and then you can just have a hysterectomy. And I'm like, that can't be my only course of action. That can't be my only option. And it's, it's disheartening to know that there's doctors out there that don't care about anything other than the bottom line. Like I was given that news and then I was like told or, you know, you could just go on birth control to, you know, balance your hormones out. And I'm like, what is that going to do for the tethering? What is that going to do for all the scar tissue that's inside of me? What problems am I going to have if I do try to get pregnant? Like no one went over all the details. No one asks you um, or tells you what questions that you need to ask in order to get answers. They're just like, do you have questions? And I'm like, I'm sure that I do, but I don't even know what I'm supposed to ask you. <laughs> like, you're supposed to sit here and give me a comprehensive overall like idea of what is happening, why it's happening, what I could do to alleviate the situation aside from the drastic have kids or have a hysterectomy and never have kids. And that to me just isn't, it's not right. And I feel for the women who are going through things like this and are told to grin and bear it or told to take these drugs or told to just forget any dreams that you had of living a normal life quote unquote um this is it this is all you can do and I'm just like I don't accept that so I will always push for advocacy I will always push for you to find someone who will fight for you if you can't fight for yourself, if your body is not fighting for itself, find someone who will fight for the both of you because you deserve to have a, I don't know, a positive outcome. You, you deserve to not be dismissed. You deserve to be heard. You deserve good things in your life and um yeah don't back down get the answers that you need get checked out 
get the tests, get the screenings, um, get new doctors until you find one who will get you what you need. Oh, all right, guys. Are we ready for today's affirmation? I know I am. <laughs> um, you're welcome to recite it with me after I say it and take it with you into your day, week, month, year, whatever the case. <sighs> I am healed. I am free. I know God is watching over me. Say it with me. I am healed. I am free. I know God is watching over me. I love you. I see you. I hear you. And I will see you and hear you in the next episode. Peace. Hey, BFFs. Thanks for tuning in to Dear Aunt Flo. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to show support, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. This will help more period BFFs find our community and add to the conversation. Follow on IG at dearauntflo.pod and let me know what topics you'd like to cover this season. Catch you in the next episode, period.